The Ryan and Russ Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Russ Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Russ Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. On this episode, we're talking the backyard brawl, of course, on the hard court. Big game and big game for the what this West Virginia basketball team to turn around. Before we get to that, though, Ryan, um, we had a video come out earlier today, uh, Raekwon Battle's message to the NCAA. And, you know, this is, of course, one we've talked about from the very start. Uh, the NCAA hasn't been a big fan of West Virginia. Um, and this has kind of been that icing on the cake. And now uh, they're doing everything they can to try to get Raekwon eligible. Obviously, not only is the university getting involved, Ryan, but the state of West Virginia, our attorney general, the governor has even, uh, Governor Justice has even plead. And then, of course, this video comes out to hopefully let everyone know what's really going on behind the scenes and kind of put some pressure on the NCAA. Yeah, unfortunately, this is where we're at. Um I've we've known with how plugged into the program we are rush we've known the circumstances we've known the the mental the health issues that were presented we knew the Indian reservation him growing up there his best friend dying in front of him I mean he laid it all out we've known this but it wasn't our place to say so now that Raekwon has said it out in public we could talk about it and 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 I wasn't going to speak on this either because it's for Josh to say but Josh Eiler, our head coach, he, he grew up on an Indian reservation as well in South Dakota. So that's why him and Raekwon were able to hit it off right away uh, back when Hugs was a coach and Josh recruited him. They instantly connected. Raekwon was going through a sensitive time in his life. His coach left from Montana State to uh, take the Utah State job. I don't think people know the, the head coach now at Utah State, Danny Sprinkle, he wrote the NCAA on Raekwon's behalf to get him eligible. So, I mean, this is coming from different areas. And quite frankly, man, it's a joke that he's not eligible. It would be one thing if they weren't granting anybody. But when they granted Musa Cisse, who's on his third school down there at Ole Miss, and the kid at Cincinnati and the kid at George Mason, then it's just picking and choosing who they want to be eligible. And it's a, it's a flip of a coin. So there's no consistency. It's unfortunate that he had to lay out the exact scenario. I mean, you think he wants to do that video out there viral in, uh, in public? That That's a very sensitive issue that pulls at your heart. And, I mean, you, you feel for the kid. He's struggling. He should be eligible with the way that the NCAA has granted these waivers left and right recently. Yeah, and for him to be vulnerable and put that out yeah. there. Because I'll tell you what, Ryan, if we were going through what he was going through, you'd want to keep that within the family. You'd want to keep yeah. that within your your close circle. But I think that also shows how much basketball means to him, how much coach Eilert means to him and how much this West Virginia fan base and team me, uh, means to him. And I think we need to keep standing behind him and the rest of the team showing support. And we'll talk about that more when we get to the backyard brawl. The only thing I can see from the NCAA standpoint, and this is very blurred is it's more of a general idea of right. Like if you break an ankle, you hurt your elbow or something. We have the tools to see if it's broken or MRI and that sort of thing. And, you know, you can kind of tell like if someone was faking something or someone was using something as, as an excuse from the physical standpoint that, you know, you could kind of tell pretty quickly whether it was a problem or not. The issue that we deal with with mental health, right, is 
Unfortunately, like anything else in this world, there are people that really suffer from this. And there are people that know people suffer from this and use it uh, to try to use it to their advantage. And it's, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's a really sad thing because there are people suffering. We're in a time of year, winter time, even Christmas time. We, a lot of us think of it. A lot of us who are fortunate think of Christmas is a great time. Christmas is a very tough time for a lot of people out there that struggle. So all this to being said is he clearly has outlined his struggles, where they come from, and they can be proven. He said in his video that the NCAA has been aware and they do agree that, you know, they're, they're, he's struggling from some mental health issues right now. And obviously you brought up other situations. It's not even like the NCAA is denying everyone or, you know, making it everyone's allowed. It's they are picking and choosing, like you said. And because of that, the NCAA is completely in the wrong here. I really respect, and I know you do too, Ryan, what Raekwon did standing up and showing how important basketball is to him. That's a fantastic thing. But we know a lot of people that have been close to us. We know other people that you know struggle and it happens. And clearly he's in a great situation. He's in a coach that knows where he com- comes from because he experienced it himself and he really wants to be here. And sometimes, Ryan, when there's trauma in a situation, even if that trauma comes from home, maybe giving yourself some space from it is the best thing to happen. And clearly he checks all the boxes here. And I'm glad he came out with this video. Sorry that he did have to come out with this video, but hopefully this does it in terms of putting pressure on the NCAA and, and doing the right thing here and getting Raekwon eligible. Because I'll tell you what, what's also a great combat to you know mental health stuff is physical exercise and moving and having something, having a purpose. So it's in your hands, NCAA. Do the right thing. Yeah. And, and they should, and I, and hopefully they will for, for a change. And, and he touched on the Rockefeller neuroscience Mm -hmm. building. And that's one of the beautiful things about West Virginia university. And just the way that this university has grown over the last decade, couple decades is the resources for this exact situation where a kid's going through a tough time. He's seen some stuff that's not normal to the average citizen um, in this country. And, And they need, and they need somebody to talk to. They need help. And, and, they need basketball. They need structure in their life. So I'm glad that we have the resources. And that was one of the reasons he came to West Virginia University. Not a lot of institutions mm-hmm. have uh, a neuroscience building to, to help with these issues. And the other thing, Rush, too, is that he, he talked about it. He's like, well, I didn't want to stay home. Like, I, I there's trauma back home. I had to mm-hmm. get away from that. I had to go across the country to get away and find myself. But at the same time, finding somebody like Josh Eilert, that connects with them with because of their similar past histories of both uh, being raised on Indian reservations. Absolutely. So uh, the Ryan and Russ show will be here through any updates with the Raekwon situation. We're hoping, and uh, I guess even praying for some that some of us that do that, that he, that things work out that what's best for him, not even in terms of team or results of a team, but at the end of the day, we all want best for everyone around us and especially our community. So um, hopefully that works out there and the NCAA does the right thing. Uh, I did mention during this time that we need to support Raekwon and be there for him. Clearly he wants to be here and he loves the culture of West Virginia, loves our basketball program, and we need to reward him for that, for supporting it. Um, there, Raekwon is either in or he's not. There is a show that still needs to go on. And we play the Backyard Brawl uh, tomorrow night, Ryan, and something that we talked about kind of notes that carry over from the St. John's game into this backyard brawl is to be frank, we were a little disappointed with the crowd. We were there um, sitting in press row and we'll be there again for pit. So if you want to come stop by and say hello, please do so. But 
we really need to be supporting these guys right now. We need to be up there. We need to know when those valuable timeouts happen. And it's time for us in the, as fans to stand up and cheer on this team. There's going to be droughts. There's going to be times where things are looking a little flat because of their limitations right now. But especially this backyard brawl where, I mean, it's one thing, you know, March Madness and everything like that. And, you know, things can still be turned around. And this can be the start to turning things around and getting to, to playing some postseason basketball. But we also know that this is a rivalry game, and this one just means a little different from the rest of them. So if there's a time now to, to stand up and really support these guys and back Josh and you know back the guys that have stayed here through thick and thin, we may think there's better players out there. We may want things to be a little different, but these are the guys that stayed. And this is a game that we need to stand up, get that Coliseum going, and cheer on these guys. So I'll leave it at that from that portion, Ryan, but we, we really need to get the crowd involved in, in tomorrow's game. Yeah, I mean, come on, guys. I, I know that we're three and four, but if you're gonna, just going to throw in the towel because they've lost a couple games with seven guys, that makes you a front, front weather fan, and that's not what West Virginia fans are about. So I, the crowd needs to be much better. The students, you guys got to be way better. That was pathetic on Friday night. Um, right from the get-go, that thing needs to be jam-packed. Nine o'clock, plenty of time to mm-hmm. do your uh, pregame festivities, get ready to go, have a couple drinks, and, and be rowdy in that, in that student section. So. Um, yeah, I mean, doors open, I think it's 7.30, usually 90 minutes prior. They they need to be in there, 90 minutes prior, yelling at Pitt, obviously. That don't, don't get arrested. Don't do anything dumb. But, I mean, come on. This this is the backyard brawl. That same energy that we saw in that football game uh, back in September, mm-hmm. we need that at the Coliseum, man. That makes a difference. If we had a top-notch crowd on Friday night, we win that game. I, and I know that sounds cliche, but, like, when we needed a couple stops. That building was not on fire like it has been in the past. And – we can't use that we've lost a couple hard games to not be a reason why you can't get up and cheer and cheer on these guys. These guys are fighting, man. They're getting better, and reinforcements are on the way too. So um, maybe maybe get somebody back tomorrow. We'll, we'll see what happens. Hint, hint. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll see. Maybe we know something. He might maybe have the don't. same name. <laughs> Everybody's on the presser today. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, speaking of a little bit more that we learned from this St. John's game and how we can apply it to the pit game. Obviously, St. John's Rick Patino's in town. Rick Patino's been around for a little bit, Ryan. He knows a thing or two, and he knows that his roster was a lot deeper when it came to the pressing pressing, pardon me, when it came to you know what? We can have a couple guys foul out and still have a couple more guys in them. And he used it to his advantage and knew the refs. Even Josh talked about this in his press conference that the refs weren't going to call every ticky tack foul. And he knew he had the opportunity to do more of that. And maybe they did. And maybe they did, you know, not call as many as they should have. It, it was, but Patino knew that uh, we missed free throws. We couldn't capitalize on situations. Things look great in the first half, but we talked about it. Ryan is every game is going to have, like, we got to keep this as close as we can in the first half and figure it out in the second half and take it away. And it's kind of been, a little lopsided. And I know a lot of that has to do with bodies and who's available. And there are players that absolutely need to step up and, and we can't blame it on being tired. I know we, you know, listened to uh, Jesse Edwards and Jojo in their press conference after the game. And it doesn't matter if it's the first free throw within the first minute of the game or the last minute of the game, it's, you got to lock in and you got to make those. So definitely a couple areas where we need to turn it around for this pick game. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we missed, what, 12 free throws in the second half when you include the front ends of the one-on-one. Those basically count as two. I know it was only technically 10, but really 12. Mm-hmm. I, 
Pitt's a better matchup for us than St. John's. We'll touch on how we match up with them. We thought St. John's and SMU could give us issues with their pressure, and they did in, in spurts. But for the most part, man, it's about finishing. You mentioned it. Our second halves have not been as good as our first halves. Obviously, that goes hand-in-hand hand with the lack of depth, but you you, you got to find a way to grind it out in the second half. I think we're plus 25 in the first half and then minus 22 on the year in the second half. So got to find a way, man. Got to find a way, or or we just need to jump on them by 20 in the first half so that we can hold on down the stretch. So well, however it is, we need to find a way to get back to 500 and get another win over Pitt. That's, that, that's the bottom line. And we got to play for 40 minutes. I know, I know we're limited bodies wise, but we can't have guys resting with five, six minutes left in the game because they're tired. They, you can't have guys taking off plays, giving up 50, 50 balls. That can't happen, man. Can't happen. You got to dig deep and find a way to grind it out. Yeah. Uh, a couple notes too is Seth Wilson last game. Uh, we're fans of him on the show, but you gotta, you gotta back it up. Um, you can't be going over 11. Um, you got, you got to score points. You're, you're, you know, you're the number two guy. Uh, we need guard play, especially an area where we're very limited, especially with the inexperience from from Bembry. Kind of need uh, Kobe and Seth going all game. So definitely need guard play to step up a little bit. Ryan, why don't we talk about, because, hey, this, this Pitt Panthers team, I know when it comes to a rivalry, everything kind of gets thrown to the side. And it's just this game, no matter how good one team may be and how bad the others. There's something about rivalry games that always bring out the best in in, in both teams. But this on, you know, from what we've seen so far, this isn't a great pit team either. Uh, why don't you dissect this pit team for us? Yeah, uh, they're a finesse team, to be honest. I, I mean, they very perimeter jump shooting re- reliant. When they're making shots, they're they're pretty good. But when they're not making shots at a high clip, this will be their first true road game too, which if you guys have been tracking college basketball, teams that have hit the road have not fared really well so far in this college basketball season. I know St. John's won, but St. John's is better than Pitt. Um, they, they got a really good freshman point guard and Carlton Carrington. He's going to be a really good player. Um, and then a couple guys that are back from last year's team, Federico. I know we recruited him. The, the Diaz brothers, um, they're, they're back. So that's three, six foot, 11, seven foot guys that they could throw multiple bodies at Jesse Edwards. But the guy that kind of makes him go and he, he takes all the hard and big shots is Blake Henson, the transfer from Ole Miss and Iowa state. He was there last year. He's their four-man. He's a tough matchup. He shoots a three. He let, he's got the green light. He, if he gets the ball, it's going up. He's not looking to pass. So um, whoever's matchup on him, whether it's Quinn um, or whoever it is, maybe Josiah, got, got, you got to be dialed into the scouting report right from the get-go. But like I said, man, they uh, they run a lot of stuff, good stuff offensively. Jeff Capel there and what, year number six, got it turned around, got him to the tournament. They make 10 threes a game. So they're 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 getting their three three point shots up. So uh, expect a lot of three point attempts from Pitt. If they go in, they can be pretty darn good. But if not, I mean, you drag them in the mud. I think you can you can outgrind them, and that's what Clemson has done to them. That's what Missouri's done to them, and that's what Florida's done to them. And this this could be that spark, Ryan, that we've been talking about, and that we've been needing. I mean, you got to think the tide's going to turn at some point. Obviously, there may be a certain player that we're getting back tomorrow. Hopefully, he's able to put in some minutes, but but we'll see how the team handles the situation and then after the game on Saturday as well, of course, Kerr's coming back and you know, we talked about it to lead off this episode with Raekwon's plea and we can see maybe what that does. Maybe this just figuring it out against Pitt is just that start of something that turns out to be pretty great here. So, 
Why don't you talk about the matchups a little bit, Ryan? Um, I know you obviously brought up Hinson um, with the guards there. It could be Quinn Slazinski. Um, it could be, you know, Jojo that comes off. It could be someone else. Um, and also Federico. Uh, how do you see Jesse Edwards stacking up against him? I, I mean, Jesse's better than any of those guys that they have, but they're big and they got three of them. So it's kind of, we're going to throw three bodies at you and, and wear you down, Jesse. They're not guys that are throwing the ball into in the post to score. They'll run ball screens, and if you do a bad job on your ball screen coverage, they'll throw the lob up to Federico or one of the Diaz twins, and they'll get an easy layup. They they score off dump offs and putbacks, simple stuff. They're the they're more the the modern day uh, big man in basketball. You're not you're not running a cross screen to get them the ball in the block like we are for Jesse Edwards and and all the good hugs big. So they're running stuff to to get Blake Henson shots, Carrington shots, and then if you fall asleep. They're, those bigs do a good job of rolling to the basket. So defensively, they're not very good. Uh, I'll be I'll be quite frank. They don't really have much interest in playing defense. They rely on their length on the back end with uh, Federico and the Diaz twins, where they they take chances knowing that they got a seven footer back there to block shots. So got to be strong with the ball once again. Um, out grind them. They don't want to guard and 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 just execute, man. They're, 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 you're going to get whatever shot you want. So Seth was 0 for 11 uh, last game. I expect him to bounce back. Mm-hmm. Josiah Harris was like 0 for 12 um, going into uh, the St. John's game. He made some shots. I expect yeah. those guys because of their habits. They, you know, tough times. Um, it, it's about doing things the right way. And those guys are constantly in the gym. So it, the tide's going to swing, man. The tide's going to swing. And I know Seth's having to handle the ball a little bit. That's taking his legs out a little bit from his jump shots. But I expect him to make shots tomorrow night. I expect him to bounce back. I know we're not a big blame the ref crowd, but I definitely hope these refs let him play too. It's something yeah, it's that we kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll see. We'll see who they put in and uh, as refs tomorrow. Yes, Ryan. I will say just from the history of being in this matchup, my last backyard brawl on the sidelines, Pitt came in and, and, and tried to cheap shot us multiple times at the Coliseum. So we don't have much depth. You can't get caught up in the emotions of the game. They they cheap mm-hmm. shot us a couple times because they were like a 15, 16 point underdog. They knew they had to to pull some strings to stay in the game, see if they could get a get guy like Gabo Saboyan thrown out. And luckily we were able to keep our heads and uh prevail. But uh yeah, expect some shenanigans for Pitt tomorrow night. It's it's a backyard brawl for a reason. Before we get to your keys to victory, Ryan, uh anyone off the bench that we need to be concerned about? Um, I mean, not really. They're, they're pretty much relying on their scores. I mean, like I said, the Diaz twins are the Diaz twins. Everybody remembers them from March when Federico went down. They're, they're, they're European. They're, they're more the finesse. They're, they're the Mm -hmm. Euro big. So like if you're physical with them, they don't like it, but they do have a lot of size to bother you. So they, they have that. So other than that, man, um, their, their point guard's really good. Carrington and then Henson's the guy that makes him go. So if you do a good job on Henson, I like her chances. So when West Virginia beats Pitt tomorrow, and it's the the spark that we've been talking about to for, for great things to come after that, how did they do it? What are the three keys to victory or more uh, from Moneyline Mac? So I, I said they, they average 10 threes a game. We, it needs to be seven or less. Get them off the line. Make them make tough twos. I, they – Make them beat beat us with mid-range twos. I don't think they can do it. So get them off the line. Know your sky report. Who's a shooter? Who's not a shooter? Um, offensively, we, we took too many quick shots on Friday night. Grind them down. Grind them down. Josh has talked about it. Score early, score late. If we got something to transition, great. That'd be great. Take it. But if not, 
run Virginia style. 20, 25 seconds off that shot clock. Get it to this third, fourth side, and find a way to get to the foul line and make your free throws. And and last but not least, man, it's and we talk about every game. 50-50 balls, man. This is a rivalry game. We lost the 50-50 balls down the stretch. Josh talked about it in his press conference that we were at, Rush. We got to win every 50-50 ball. Mm-hmm. This is a rivalry game. We've won six in a row against these guys for a reason. We are the tougher program. We're the tougher state. It's our state versus our neighborhood. We don't lose to Pitt. And I know that's the message that Josh – and look at his staff. Ruoff, Deshaun, McCabe, they've all played in this game. They know how personal this game is to this fan base, to this state, and how much it means. Everybody was at that football game in September. If you can't bring it for this game, man, there's something wrong with you. So I expect a big-time effort, and this is going to be the game that turns around our season. We're going to get win number seven over the Pitt Panthers tomorrow night at the Coliseum. And uh, those beautiful, maybe, black uniforms. Hey, that's throw right. That's yeah. right. Uh, something I will add there, Ryan, uh, obviously this game just, it means more, it means more to us. Even Pitt knows this. That's why they like to give us a hard time about it. Uh, we got to show that. And like we talked about earlier in this episode, let's, let's get the crowd going. Let's sell this place out and and let's get after it and let's be loud, especially, uh, in the all black. So don't forget to wear your black either. Uh, this concludes another episode of the Ryan and Russia. Again, thank you to our sponsor vision homes. We appreciate all that you do go to askvisionhomes.com. Um, and hey, we'll we'll see you all out there tomorrow. Of course, come say hi to us. Uh, game at nine o'clock. I think it's ESPN two. Ryan, uh, the good old backyard brawl, hardcore edition. So we will see you all again soon. Hopefully, uh, talking good things, celebrating our win tomorrow, and that'll do for now. Be pick, go Mountaineers. <laughs>